Philip Grubauer is back on the ice. The series against Calgary close to the Christmas holiday has been officially postponed. And Anne Kimmel gets you ready for the Beijing Paralympics with her latest interview over on Locked on Predators. All that and more coming up on this episode. On this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked On Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. The holidays are around the corner and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. We are excited to have you on the, join us on this episode, of course, of Locked on Kraken, and we're going to get you ready for the weekend slate of games, licking our wounds after that Anaheim Ducks. Um, wasn't a great game. Philip Grubauer, it looks like, got hurt. Well, you know, Haxtell, of course, was asked about Gruby, so we'll give you those updates. Um, but yeah, so why don't we take you to what we heard from the team today at practice? We got some news as I was waiting on post-practice media. We officially got word that the Colorado Avalanche and the Calgary Flames have had their games postponed for a time. Here is the announcement from the NHL. The National Hockey League announced today that it has extended the period of game postponements for the Calgary Flames through their game previously scheduled for December 23rd against Seattle. Additionally, due to concern with the number of positive cases within the last two days, as well as concern for the continued COVID spread in the coming days, the Colorado Avalanches and Florida Panthers games have also been postponed, at least through the scheduled completion of the league's holiday break in the schedule on December 23rd. The decision was made by the NHLs and NHLPAs, by the NHLs, the NHLPAs, and the club medical groups. The Flames games impacted will be December 13th versus Chicago. The 14th, or the ones already impacted, were the 13th against Chicago, the 14th against Nashville, the 16th yesterday against Toronto, the 18th tomorrow against Columbus, December 21st. December 21st, excuse me, against the Ducks. And of course, the game on the 23rd against the Seattle Kraken. The Avalanche had their game for tomorrow against Tampa Bay impacted, as well as Detroit and Buffalo on the 20th, 22nd. And they also had a game on the 23rd against Boston. The um, Panthers also, December 18th, tomorrow, we're set to take on Minnesota. The 21st, they were set to take on Chicago. And the 23rd, they were set to take on Nashville. And I mentioned Locked on Predators. You'll actually hear if you listen to Thursday's show. I believe it was Nick and Ann talk about that on Thursday's show. But we're going to talk about Friday, today's show of Locked on Preds, a little bit later. But I wanted to give you those updates it's looking bleak, not just for NHL players to compete in the Olympics, 
But this situation, you know, you, you have to even just separate it from what's going to happen with the Olympics. We've been hearing Seattle Kraken players talk about the impact of COVID. And in just a moment, I'll take you over to... Again, post-practice media, we heard from Mason Appleton, we heard from Philip Grubauer, and of course, Dave Haxtell. They were obviously asked about the situation at hand with the NHL. It doesn't seem like the National Hockey League has any plans to pause the season, even with that baked-in Olympic break. I think logistically and logically what a lot of people are calling for is no NHL players to the Olympics and an NHL break as has already been scheduled. I think that makes a lot of sense. I can't imagine that the NHL is going to make a monetary argument given that they were already willing to sacrifice that chunk of the schedule to the Olympics. And part of the reason that the NHL doesn't like players, NHL players at the Olympics, at least in part, is because they can't make any money. So if the NHL is already set to have that be a part of their bottom line, that being NHL players in the Olympics and them not being able to make any money off of them, I think they'll be all right to take a little bit of a pause. Now, how does this impact things like the stadium series, the all-star weekend that was going to take place? I thought it was a little bit ridiculous for the NHL to have that all-star weekend so close to the run-up of the start of the Olympics, because if athletes were going, they would have to report for the Olympics. Now, granted, not every Olympian reports for opening ceremonies and the men's hockey tournament does not start immediately um, after, or even before, as is the case with the women's tournament, the opening games. So maybe they were hoping to have the players for another week or so, but for an all-star game, I don't know. The stadium series, the all-star game, the winter classic or whatever the heck we're calling it, all these specialty games, I have to imagine that those are at least in consideration for coming off the table. Except for the fact that usually those games, there's a lot of sponsors for those games, which leads me to believe that, again, just kind of giving the MO of the NHL and how they talk about even things like the Olympics uh, or how they've talked about how much they've lost because of COVID. Uh, it's very interesting when the NHL talks money and when they don't. But anyway, I digress. Now we know no Geo revenge game. Obviously, the Calgary Flames have seen Mark Giordano in a Seattle Kraken uniform in the preseason. This would have been his first opportunity to go back to his former team in Calgary. You've heard me talk about that with Jess Balmasto of Locked on Flames. You've heard me talk about that with... Um, of course, Haley Salvian, who is a beat writer for The Athletic for the Calgary Flames. And check the show notes. I'll leave links to those. Um, and I've also talked about Haley Salvian, and I believe she reported with another uh, writer. But this really interesting story about Mark Giordano and that going back to Calgary might not be off the table. I know that was a lot of information. COVID, Calgary, Olympics, etc. But those are just some of the top stories uh, that have surfaced since I uh, finished up media availability for the Seattle Kraken this afternoon. Now the Seattle Kraken have two games over the weekend. It will be another back-to-back First one didn't go the way we wanted on the road. Will home ice advantage make a difference? We are going to hear, as I mentioned, a little bit from Mason Appleton, 
Philip Grubauer back on the ice. You'll hear him talk about his injury as well as um, him responding to a question about what he and perhaps his goalie coach talk about. And then I got to ask Dave Haxtell about one, any changes to the uh, schedule now that the Seattle Kraken know that their game against Calgary has officially been postponed. And you'll also hear me ask him about his uh, revenge game. I don't know. With Toronto coming into town right after they take on Edmonton. All that and more coming up on Locked on Kraken. But as I mentioned, we have the perfect gift solution for you. You need to look no further than Omaha Steaks. The holidays are here. They're upon us. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and families the unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. If you go to omahasteaks.com right now, enter NHL into the search bar, you will find the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous Bacon-wrapped filet mignons. I am hungry just reading that. Chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more come within this 24-entree packed pack. That's why it's the perfect gift. And when you use promo code NHL, you'll also get an, an additional eight Omaha Steak Burgers free with your order. Now, here's the thing. We're getting close to the holidays, the end of the year, and we know that things are probably going to be wild. People trying to ship things left and right as some of us are still adjusting to uh, COVID. Uh, so to order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com and to get your free eight burgers, we want you to do this right now. No need to wait. $99.99, 24 entrees plus an additional eight steaks when you use promo code NHL at checkout. Achieving gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks is what you will be doing. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. Don't forget, that's omahasteaks.com keyword NHL to find the perfect gift package, and that will also include eight free burgers when you enter that promo code NHL. You got your steaks and your meats covered. Now, what about your snacks and even your desserts? I was listening to the Locked on Predators show with Ann Kimmel, and we're going to hear a little bit from Ann coming up later on the show. But what I loved is Ann said that she is going to start using Built Bar as a substitute for some of those sweet treats that usually come with the holidays and end of year season. And I am right there with Anne. I'm taking some Built Bars, but more so because I like that they're a nice sweet treat and they keep me from getting hangry over the holidays as the oldest sibling usually have a lot of responsibilities. I'm the chauffeur. I'm the gopher. I am the moving crew and so much more. So to make sure that I don't get hangry during the holidays, I will be packing some built bars alongside with me. And I love the marshmallow puffs. What's better than a hot cocoa, a hot tea, and your built bar puffs? You got it right there um, for the holidays. That's going to be my combo for sure. So if you head to built.com, you use promo code LOCKED15, you will get 15% off your next order at built.com. We want you to make sure you are not hangry during the holidays and maybe that you have an alternative, a healthier alternative for those delicious snacks. Some of the flavors that we're going with, obviously the OGs like uh, double chocolate, 
cherry barcia, raspberry. But then there's cookies and creams, peanut butter brownie. We've got everything for everyone. Get You'll get the best of both worlds with this delicious and healthy snack. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON for 15% off at Built.com again. And happy snacking. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Now podcast. It's a nightly recap of everything NHL with analysis from all of our local experts. Listen to Locked on Now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or you can watch on YouTube on the Locked on NHL channel. But let's get back to the Seattle Kraken. Okay, let's talk. There was a little bit more news. We have another coach resign and Mason Appleton, you'll hear in just a moment, is going to reflect on that news. So much news, new coaches, fired coaches, coaches that we just don't ever want to talk about again. And um, there's so much going on in the NHL now that has little or nothing to do with hockey. But here's Mason Appleton. So first you're going to hear Maury, or excuse me, you're going to hear Mason Appleton talk about the resignation of Paul Maurice of the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, that is the Jets uh, coach. Um, and I'll leave a link just so you can find out a little bit more about that. But you're going to hear Mason reflect on that. You're going to hear Mason reflect on COVID. And then we'll hear Groovy talk about his return to the ice as well as, as I mentioned, Hack talking about COVID adjustments and um, talking about taking on Toronto. You know, there's a lot of parts to that. I think, you know, first and foremost, COVID's uh, not something that's going away in the near future. I mean, we thought with all these vaccine mandates that that was going to going to drop the numbers, but, uh, you know, that's not appearing to be the case. And with how often we test, you're going to get positives and that's just the nature of the beast right now. So, uh, you know, how you find different ways to limit those numbers is, is tough. Obviously, uh, we're all struggling with that, but you know, there's answers that I don't have regarding this, but I know that, you know, you have to, you have to be safe and you have to do the right things as well. So, uh, that's why you're seeing different teams, you know, shut down and things of that nature. But, you know, it's tough and we've been dealing with it for two years. So uh, it's just kind of part of the day-to-day life now. Paul Maurice resigned today from the Jets. I was just curious if you could um, give us some, some of your thoughts from playing uh, playing for him. Yeah, I saw that when I woke up this morning. You no, know, Paul's a really good coach. He's been in this league for, for a long time and he's won a lot of hockey games. And uh, he's brought that team to the playoffs countless years in a row. Uh, you know, so obviously, I, I don't know the true reasoning behind it. I didn't, I didn't read up or follow on it much, but uh, I know that he did a hell of a job there, and you know they were lucky to have him. So, you know, wherever he ends up, if he wants to keep coaching, whatever that is, uh, you know, whoever gets him will be lucky to have him because you know he's very successful in this league and he's done it for a long time. Yeah, uh, nothing, nothing crazy, just awkward. Hit. That was it. Curious, what have the conversations been like? either with you and Andrew Allen or with you and Dave, just about the way things have gone this season? I think those conversations stay between us. Um, I don't think I need to share those conversations with you guys um, because whatever gets talked in the room stays in the room, I feel like. I was listening to Locked on Predators, and I forget the the name of the segment, but they talked, well, about the Seattle Kraken and about Philip Grubauer. Uh, I think it was uh, for their t- 12 Days of Christmas countdown. Uh, six people laying goose eggs 
Um, yeah, Grubauer, unfortunately, is one of them. But here's hoping that he can find his groove. I just don't think he's comfortable. I don't know what it is that's making him uncomfortable. I don't know if he even knows what it is or if it's something that can be adjusted. But, you know, on the Preds show, they're talking about how he has a six-year contract. So it's got to get figured out. This is a massive challenge for the Seattle Kraken. He is not the only issue. That being said, he he looks uncomfortable. Uh, I am uncomfortable watching him in nets, and the team performance is not always great. So something's got to give, as Leanne Rhymes once sang. After Edmonton, the Seattle Kraken are also taking on Toronto. Now, for those of you who may know, uh, the, for those of you who may not know, excuse me, Dave Haxtell, that was the last team that he was on. So, I mean, it's not a revenge game per se, but definitely am curious to hear from Dave Haxtell about what he's thinking uh, ahead of the Toronto game. So, you know what? I went ahead and asked him. Obviously, with the announcement that uh, Calgary, they, they've had their game suspended, that affects Seattle. Have there been any conversations yet on, on what that will look like and how that will adjust the team schedule as of right now? No, you know, we just had that news officially come across this morning and actually I just saw it as I got off the ice for practice so we really haven't had those conversations uh, yet you know that's four games down the road so you know obviously we have a you know we have our work uh, in front of us here um, before we get to that date obviously we'll we'll make a small adjustment to our Christmas schedule most likely um, you know and we'll, we'll look at that over the next couple of days. And you talked about the schedule. Obviously, you have a few teams coming in, including Toronto. A lot of the conversation around this new team is uh, when players are going up against their their old teams. But uh, what will that be like for you? You've already experienced that with with Philly, but now with Toronto coming in. Yeah, it's. I mean, you know, everybody has connections. Uh, you know, close knit connections throughout the league. So, um, you know, it's always. Uh, you know, it's always important when you have an opportunity to, uh, you know, to compete against, um, you know, a former organization. I think it's very been very important for each of our players uh, to acknowledge that. And, um, you know, obviously I, I have a you know a great amount of respect uh, for everybody in Toronto from top to bottom. I really enjoyed, you know, the two years that I was able to have there and not, not just with, uh, you know, the management and organization and coaching staff, but also the, uh, the players. So, uh, there's always a little bit extra on the line uh, when you uh, when you come into those games. So there you have it, folks. That's going to get you ready for this, the weekend of Seattle Kraken hockey. I'm going to uh, be handling some PHF business, but make sure you follow Locked on Kraken on social media for my immediate hot takes after the games. I'll be doing that. I'll stay up late in the wee hours just so we can have a conversation. I love Kraken Twitter. I love the conversations that we're having on YouTube. And yes, in between my games for the PHF, I'll be on the Connecticut Whale at Buffalo Buttes games if you want to check that out. Um, but uh, either way, we've got some exciting games over the weekend, right before the holiday break uh, for some of us. But um, coming up next, I want to take you over to the Locked on Predators show, and I'm going to give you a little bit of a snippet of a conversation that uh, Ann Kimmel had with some world champions and future Olympians on the Locked on Predators show. That's what's coming up next on Locked on Kraken. As always, we want to thank you 
for starting your day off with Locked on Kraken, or maybe like me, you started your day off with Locked on Predators. Either way, Ann Kimmel is amazing. I've had her on a squad cast before. You've heard Ann and I talk on the Locked on NHL Roundtable. If you're watching on YouTube, I'll pop that up here for you also in the show notes and towards the end of the show. If you want to click on one of those end cards, it'll take you right to that video. But for now, I'm going to shoot you over to the Predators show where Ann Kimmel had a great conversation with some sled hockey players that have already represented the United States and look to represent the United States in the Paralympic Games that will be in Beijing, China in 2022. Ann Kimmel is going to be joining the Kraken Show and help my podcast coverage of the Olympics and Paralympics. We've already scheduled out some time, so be on the lookout for that towards the end of the year and, of course, in 2022 as we get ready for the Beijing Olympics. Oh, I'm so excited. We're going to have lots of great stuff coming to you, and we'll talk about that more at the top of the year. But for right now, let's send you over to Locked on Predators with Ann Kimmel. All right. I wanted to take you over to, um, again, practice some interesting things. Lots of technical questions were asked of the Seattle Kraken. They know that they have to clean up a lot of things along the boards, pinching on the defensive end chemistry. You heard Gruby was kind of asked about what his process is with his coaches. Um, I had an entire rant, and you can watch that uh, for, for a few different reasons. I didn't post it yesterday, but I'm going to put it up on YouTube. I'll leave the link in the show notes. But what does it take to become an elite athlete and be chosen to represent your country at the Paralympics? On today's show, we are continuing our 12 Days of Christmas segment, and we're focusing on the five golden rings of the Paralympics with special guests, Josh Mishevitz and Joey Woodkey, gold medal world champions and future Paralympians in the sport of sled hockey. I am one of your co-hosts here at Locked On Predators, Ann Kimmel. So excited to have you with us today for this really exciting episode. I am often joined by my trusted partner in crime, Nick Morgan. Today, however, I am joined by two very special guests that I cannot wait to introduce you to. Today, we are joined by gold medal winning world champions and future Paralympians, Joey Woodkey and Josh Mishevitz. Joey and Josh live and train right here in Middle Tennessee. They are elite athletes in the sport of sled hockey, and they are preparing for the Paralympics in Beijing in March of 2022. I am excited to get to talk with you all about sled hockey and for you to meet Joey and Josh and learn a little bit more about this sport. If you follow me at all, you know that this is a sport I am passionate about. And if you aren't yet following sled hockey, let this open the door to an amazing sport and some really phenomenal athletes. On today's show, Joey and Josh are going to share with us a little bit about the sport of sled hockey. They're going to let us get to know them a little bit better and also share what is it like to prepare for the Paralympics in Beijing 2022. Thank you for joining us at Locked on Predators. We have a really exciting episode today. Can't wait for you to meet these guys and to learn some more about this sport. We are going to talk about sled hockey, and we are joined by some of the best 
sled hockey players in the United States, and we could argue the world, honestly. We have Josh Mashevitz. Did I say that right, Josh? Perfect. Yay. And Joey Woodkey, they are members of Team USA. They are going through the process yet again every year of working towards being on the national team. This year, it'll be the Paralympics in Beijing in March. And so we're going to talk all things sled hockey with Josh and Joey today. Thanks, guys, so much for being here. Really excited and appreciate your time. All right. So, Joey, let me start with you. Talk us through just the very basic description for somebody who hasn't yet, and I say yet because once you find sled hockey, you follow sled hockey, but somebody who doesn't yet follow it, what's the very basic description of the sport for someone? I, I didn't grow up playing hockey or anything, so I when I first heard about sled hockey, I didn't know what it was either until I finally I went to my first practice and everything, and uh, it started out, it's just fun, but uh, yes. We, we follow the same rules as regular hockey and everything like that. We just, um, we, you know, we're in sleds. we got two skates underneath of us, just like everybody else. And you can change your width. And um, we have two sticks, though, which is kind of what throws people off. And that's how, we, that's how we propel ourselves and push ourselves around. But then we also use the same sticks to puck handle and shoot and pass and all of that. So it gets, uh, gets pretty intricate sometimes. Um, full contact. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's fast, you know, it's a lot faster than you would think. And, um, but besides that, I mean, it's hockey. So Josh, talk me through what is the tryout process? So you, you want to play in the Paralympics. What does this process look like for you guys? So there's uh, club teams throughout the entire United States and obviously other countries, but uh, for us, it's through the United States club programs. Um, there's a development camp, which gets a lot of the younger kids a week, uh, Monday through Friday, and they get a lot of ice time and get to prepare. And then right after that is the uh, the tryouts for the national team or Paralympic team, depending on what year it is. Obviously this year it's Paralympics. Um, and usually, I mean, we could have up to 90 kids and they it's um, on a normal year, obviously with COVID and everything, it's been a little different. So it was invite only um, the past two years for the worlds that we won gold. And then now this year, so it was, uh, an invite tryout, which, uh, makes it a little bit more competitive because, you know, these are the best 35, 40 guys in, in the U S and each one of these guys can pretty much get a spot. Yeah. Um, we, we have, I mean, we have our top tier athletes, obviously everyone's got their Ovechkins and stuff like that. You know, they're, they're on the team. Everybody knows it. They're still there to try out. They got to make the team. But then uh, we got a good middle tier and our, our bottom tier is very, very good. And that's what's scary is every guy has to fight for their spot and nobody is safe. I mean, except for two guys, you know, <laughs> those two, they're good. But everybody they're, they're, else, they're, they're all fighting. So it was a battle. I mean, it was truly a battle to make this team because everyone, I mean, when you're Obviously, me and Joey were injured in the military, which makes things a little different for us than if you were born or grew up this way, mm -hmm. um, where we kind of got into the sport after the fact. They've been doing this probably longer than we have, and they, they're trying to go from the child teams to the adult teams and, and making this, this top level, the national level, and it's, it's incredible. Yeah, the the talent level, like Joey, you were talking about the the puck handling and all of that. In a lot of ways, it is just like regular hockey, but it's also a whole different skill set in other ways. I mean, and it's 
it's in it's a lot of work. I mean, to to make this now, you know, to make the national or Paralympic team, this is elite. A lot of us, I mean, we're skating four, five, six times a week and training. I mean, it's it's a full on. This is this is our job. I mean, yeah. it truly is. And our only job is to bring home that gold medal. Because for us, anything lower than that is we lost. You know, it's, yeah. it's not an individual thing where I just beat out the other hundred athletes. It's, if we don't win gold, we've lost. But that's yeah. our mindset. And um, with how you're saying the stick stuff, um, you have you pick up on it, but it does take some time. Like I played hockey growing up, and mm-hmm. when I first got on the ice in a sled. I couldn't do anything. And it was so frustrating. My mom called me a turtle because I was just on my back the whole time. <laughs> Seriously. Um, and you have to learn, like, a big thing about it is getting your balance right. Like, the right mm-hmm. skates, the right equipment. Everything can be adjusted in sled hockey. So, it was so hard getting people to come back a second time to try it because yeah. you're falling the whole time. But once you get the, the positioning right on the, the sled, you're not falling over. And now you can start working with the sticks. So that's the big thing is uh, the transfer from skating where you're at, you're holding the blades of the stick and pushing the metal picks into the ice to holding the metal pick and shooting the puck with the blade. Regular hockey is a lot easier in the sense where you can skate and shoot at the same time. <laughs> so, so Joey, talk me through like, what does a regular week of training look like? So you said four or five times on the ice you know, what about off ice? What kind of things do you guys do to prepare for something like this? So, so like here in Nashville, we have, there's quite a few guys living here, you know, like Josh and I are both in the Nashville area now. And, um, you know, like Brody Roybal and Declan Farmer, Jack, well, all these guys are here too. Um, so we're obviously getting on the ice together and doing two or three hours a day, three or four days a week, kind of depending on the week and when we have time in our travel schedule. Um, but then off the ice, all of us are getting in the gym and everybody's gotten really good about their um, doing their recovery and making sure that any of these like little injuries don't become something that uh, is unmanageable moving forward. Um, and I mean, those are the things that you have to be doing to, in this sport to, to stay at the top and not and not get knocked out because you hurt your shoulder and you didn't do anything about it or something. Um, yeah. So off, the off ice training and uh, recovery is huge. And um, I think our, our team, everybody on the team is, has gotten really good at it. And that's why we've been able to be so successful. And like the players have been able to play for so long and, and um, keep performing at this level. And yeah, because it is a physical game for anybody who has yeah. a misconception that this is like the kinder, gentler hockey. That's not what this is. Like y'all are crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, like hand injuries and forearms, arms, like in like shoulders, shoulders are huge. Cause that's, that's how we move ourselves. And, then you're throwing hits with the shoulders too. So if you get like a little, even just like a little injury, like you have to take care of that because you can't just keep training at this level and and just think that it's going to go away because it's not. I can't thank you enough for tuning in to Locked on Kraken. I appreciate you so much. This is a fantastic fan base. We take our licks and lumps just like every other fandom, but we're still here. And I want to remind you uh, that after you listen to Locked on Kraken, after you listen to Locked on Predators, why not listen to Locked on Bets? Make that your next listen on the Locked on Podcast Network, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. It's the expert analysis and insight that you need for all of your gambling needs. As always, 
Again, thank you for listening to Locked on Kraken. I am your humble and grateful host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. And as I always say, hold fast, stay true. And as always, let's go Kraken!